dad Look what you've done to me Me and my whole world Dad, you brought the sun to me With your smile You did it, Dad I'm telling you, Dad Something unknown to me Makes you what you are And what you are Is all that I want for me And it's good To feel that way, Dad Thank you, Dad For making the night time nicer, Dad For making the daytime brighter, Dad For making a better world for me I'm telling you, Dad Something unknown to me Makes you what you are And what you are Is all that I want for me And it's good To feel that way, Dad Thank you, Dad For making the nighttime nicer, Dad For making the daytime brighter, Dad For making a better world for me Thank you, Dad Making the winter warm, but Making the music softer, dark. Making a better world for me. Thank you, Dad. Hey, what's going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Bean Town Podcast for Thursday, a little Thursday afternoon action for you here it's 5 p.m in the afternoon on thursday june 16th quick shout out to uh old friend jared slothauer happy uh happy 20 where are we at 29th birthday for the big j hope you're doing well wherever you are my old friend uh my name is quinn Furness, and this is my show happy father's day to all the dads out there to my dad to you know Television dads to, you know, Pakistani dads like Babu Bhatt. Hello to my friends in Hyderabad, Khyber Pass, Islamabad. What's going on? How are you? What is happening? And I'll tell you what, it's, it's, it's kismet in the negative sense. Uh, you know, you'll recall last year totally botched the uh, Father's Day song, didn't end up getting it, getting it going. And then this year had plans to make it happen, and uh, well, we'll get to that in a second here, but essentially I'm not able to play the piano right now, or not play it very well, uh, due to a freak accident. So, uh, couldn't uh, couldn't fire up the keyboard, so I said, you know what, year five of the Bean Tom Podcast, let's throw it back, let's go old school, old Davy Jones action. So, happy Father's Day to my dad. We put out a a Bean Tom podcast poll question on Instagram, as we all often do in advance of our shows. You know, favorite memories from your dad, thinking, hey, it's Father's Day. 
you know, vibes are good. It's a nice summer week. People are going to go nuts over this. We got one response, uh, which even by Beantown podcast standards is shockingly low. Anyways, the response was uh, making brats on a uh, George Foreman grill at 3 a.m. in a hotel with my dad. Uh, thank you to the listener who uh, submitted that because that sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, I love brats and uh, definitely have memories of of eating a lot of brats growing up. Sometimes we'd be lucky if uh, you know it was a good week at work for dad, we'd splurge on the cheddar worsts. That was clutch. And it also reminds me, there was, I don't know if this has happened multiple times in history, but I distinctly remember the time it happened during my childhood. Uh, and I think my, my brothers and my father will recall this, where McDonald's, it was McDonald's, right? McDonald's was doing a Johnsonville Bratz cross-promotion kind of thing. Yeah, it sounds crazy, McDonald's and Bratz, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I think it was a McDonald's, right? I don't even know who else, like... It was definitely a fast food chain, and what other fast food chains out there would even do that? Uh, or what, what fast food chains out there would, like, would do a bratwurst promotion just because they're you know, that type of restaurant? I can't think of any. I mean, definitely not like a Subway or something like that. It, it had to have been – I'm pretty sure it was McDonald's, but it had to have been like a, a Burger King or a Wendy's. But I'm pretty sure it was a, a McDonald's Johnsonville kind of uh, – cross promotion anyways never got to go i was really pumped seeing the tv ads and stuff i really wanted to go it never happened but anyways uh so so happy father's day to all the dads out there happy father's day to my dad happy father's day to my grandfather grandpa dave uh up there in minnesota albert lee so everyone give your call give your dad a call tell him uh you know beantownpodcast.com and then also tell him happy father's day but you know they're both good and maybe get him a fun bucket hat. I just bought a bucket hat. I've never bought a bucket hat before. It's really fun and flirty. It's pink. Rachel absolutely hates it. You know what? I I just sometimes you gotta just you gotta just brush off the haters uh, because I think it's fun. Uh, I don't know. I'm just like it's. I never had a pink hat before. I think it's kind of cool. So it'll be fun to wear at like Mother's Day at Wrigley Field next year. Or so. Got a lot of ideas in the hopper. But uh, I know you all have probably been been waiting with bated breath. You know, told you, hey, I can't play the piano. You're saying, Quinn, what happened? Tell us a story. Okay, so I'll try to make this pretty quick because it's, it's not that fun for me to talk about. And uh, it's, it's really not like a, you know, it's not a ton of details or specifics worth, worth knowing here. But essentially, if you're not in the Midwest... If you're living under a rock somewhere, oh, I'll also mention listener discretion is advised when you're listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, will occasionally some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. And we're going to keep it uh, keep it relatively short today. I've got some things written down on my phone I want to get to, uh, but nothing terribly extensive. So we're going we're gonna to say Happy Father's Day. We're going to tell a story. We're going to share an idea or two. Uh, say thank you to our sponsors and uh, no no uh, new uh, right on cue this week. Uh, hopefully fire that up next week. Fourth of July is only what three weeks away. That's that's crazy talk. We're halfway through uh, season five here. That's nuts. Anyways, okay. So big heat wave. Oh, and I'll also mention unofficial sponsor and and I don't I'm not promoting them, but I've got these white cloth surges. Got my last four here. Although uh, full disclosure, I did make a jewel run about an hour ago. Just to get some wine, uh, we got a kickball game tonight, and uh, it's it's nice to you know bring some white wine. The game's not till nine, 
p.m., which is egregious. Um, that's just that's too late, man. Here's the biggest deal. We learned biggest problem. We weren't we learned this last week. The bathrooms close at nine, and it's going to be a. I was just thinking about this on the way back from Jewel. It's going to be especially a pain in the butt because you want to drink enough to stay hydrated. Obviously, it's 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 nine been ninety five hundred degrees for the last three days here in Chicago, but it's also like. Um, it, you you want to you have you basically have to balance it perfectly because where else you know if you don't drink enough you're going to be dehydrated and that's not fun if you drink too much you're going to have to pee but then literally where do you go to pee I'm not aware personally of any if anyone knows of any like good pee spots like porta potties somewhere around you know Clark LaSalle North Ave Fields that you know that area. Go ahead and email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. Again, that's beantown, beanpodcast at yahoo.com because I legitimately don't know. It's, it's, it's you know, male privilege, not that not a gigantic issue for men because we can we can figure it out somewhere. But for for ladies like Rachel, I, I don't even know. So basically, you have to, like, time, you have to get your hydration just right. If you don't drink enough, you'll be dehydrated. You drink too much, you'll have to pee. But it's really tough to know because it's so hot. So you want to play it conservative. Um, but yeah, I went to Jewel to get some wine. I and I, I picked up another twelve pack of White Claw Surge. I just couldn't help myself. Eight percent, same price as the regular White Claw. Flavors are solid. It's uh, it's it's pretty solid value. I mean, it's like sixteen bucks for the twelve pack. I wouldn't call that cheap, but when you consider you go to a bar and they're charging like seven or eight bucks for one White Claw, these ones, you know, you buy a pack at the grocery store and they're costing me what like a dollar. 50 more or less less than that like a dollar 40 so hey i'm all over it i'm having blood orange right now two grams of carbs and uh made pure which is what i wanted that's what i want in a beverage okay so there's a heat wave here in chicago it all started monday night and there was a big tornado warning all that stuff uh just crazy weather it was like completely dark out at 6 p.m uh, no one was really sure exactly how it was going to go down, but all the tornado sirens were going off. It was pretty scary, pretty eerie. And eventually, you know, just huge winds. Uh, but no, not, I haven't seen any like significant tree damage here in my neighborhood. I'm sure there is elsewhere, but it, it wasn't terrible here. And then just really like crazy thunder lightning, uh, very bright thunder, very loud. Um, and you know, some rain, I think, you know, it wasn't that extensive. It wasn't that long. Rachel did unfortunately get caught in it, which was too bad, but everyone's okay. So that was, you know, for the meteorologists out there, they, they could tell you, oh, yeah, that, that happened because there's a there's a heat front moving in or whatever they call it. A cell, C-E-L-L of heat. Sounds like, a, sounds like a, you know, one of those like young adult erotica novels, cell of heat. I think it could be like a female lesbian prison sort of thing. I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. So Tuesday, Tuesday was supposed to be the hottest day. I think Tuesday and yesterday were pretty much exactly the same. And today is like three degrees lower, but the humidity has come down a little bit. When I went out for, when I went on my jewel run like an hour ago, two hours ago, it wasn't, I was hot, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I'm dying. Whereas that's how I felt Tuesday and Wednesday. So it's, it's Tuesday. I'd wake up early to run which I don't normally do, but I was really proud of myself, you know, knocked out five miles or whatever I did. 
So I finished work. Oh, I just spilled some white cloth surge on the microphone. Oh no, Samson's gonna be sticky. Yikes. If you smell if you smell some orange coming through your, your air pots, you know <laughs> blood orange. You know where it came from. Speaking of blood, okay, my story. So it's super hot. It's Tuesday. I finish work, you know, 4.35, whatever. And I'm just like, you know what? I've been sitting on my butt all day working from home, which I, is great. But I'm also like, man, I just don't want to just sit on my butt for another, like, five hours, six hours, and then go to bed because I've already been sitting on my butt since 8 a.m., finish my run, whatever. So I'm just like, you know what? Haven't gone to the lake yet this year. It's still too early from a lake temperature perspective, but you know what? Like, let's just, let's have some fun with it. Let's do it. So I put on my bathing suit, a fun green tank top that had been in storage all last year. So I'm breaking it out, trying to get some miles back on it. My bucket hat, my shades, uh, my backpack with a towel in it. Uh, and yeah, I'm just like, you know what? Let's go. Let's, let's have some fun. So where we live now, basically Wrigley Field, like a lot of places on the north side, you get to the water, it's not a beach, it's just concrete steps. And these concrete steps are, uh, there. It's, it's a little bit rockier in the water, so you just got to be careful like where you go. Not like jagged rocks, although there's some sharp edges, just kind of like big, big uh, granite slabs, I suppose is how I would characterize it. And so I'm just making sure, because I've never swam there before, um... So I'm just, you know, it's my first time. I'm just trying to be careful, ease my way in, whatever. So I get get my stuff there. I unpack. Uh, it's a little bit buggy, but I'm just like, you know what? I'll get in the water. I'll be okay. I'm not even trying to swim for a long time, really. Honestly, just kind of like float for three, four minutes. And I knew it was going to be cold, even though it was so hot. Once, once he, especially once your, uh, once your man parts hit the water, whew, it's a game changer. It's, uh, boy. Your scrot, your scrot can change it all in a heartbeat. So I'm. Uh, so if you don't know the kind of cement slabs, or cement, there's you know, large concrete steps leading down into the water, and then it's flat for a little bit, and then there's ladders kind of scattered throughout um, that that take you from the cement down into the water. Okay, pretty old school, pretty standard, whatever. So I, I, you know, you don't want to jump in here because the water is, you know, probably only like in some places is only like four or five feet deep uh, before you hit the rocks. So you don't want to jump. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to find a ladder, which I did. And you kind of sit down and then you start just kind of easing your way down. So the rungs of these ladders are just like metal pipes. Um, They're not like they're tough on your feet for sure. They're also slippery and the water is cold. So essentially what went down is... They start to ease my way down, and then basically where the ladder comes up into the cement, there's holes, basically, so like pipes, holes in the cement, and my both, I think, yeah, it was, it, no, it was my left index finger, I'm looking at it right now, duh, slides into the hole without, I'm not even really noticing it, and uh, and then my right hand is just like gripping the edge, so the cement, and uh, if you really want to see pictures, it's not. It's you know, 48 hours later now. It, the left one still looks kind of gnarly. Right one's right hand is healing pretty nicely. It's really just like a small cut at this point, which I'm thankful for. Basically, I start to ease my way down. Realize as I'm like feet are like slipping off 
the ladder because I'm ready to just like jump in basically, which is kind of what happened. I kind of like make the push with my feet and my butt off the ladder and I realize my left finger is like caught in this all the way down close to where the finger meets the hand. And at that point, I'm just basically like just barely gripping the with my right hand, um, barely gripping the, the like cement in the left hand, the left index finger is stuck in this hole like all the way down. And my feet are like dangling off the ladder now. And my butt has been pushed off. The whole thing happened in maybe five seconds, which doesn't sound like a long time. But when you were like stuck in that situation, I'm basically thinking like my I, – I thought for sure – like, this all went through my head this quickly. I thought for sure that my index finger was just going to snap. Um, and I don't want to spend too much more time detailing the injury because I don't want anyone to get, like... Some people get really, like, you know, nauseous when I when you're talking about this sort of stuff. And I kind of do, too. Um, so that's basically what happened. I got really lucky. Um, I was able to get everything out. I'm not exactly sure how it went down. But I really thought, like, while I was dangling there, I was, you know, like, 90% confident that, oh, this, like, this sucks. Like, I'm going to break my finger. I've never had a broken bone before. Like, it's the middle of summer. This blows. Like, all right, I guess this is, you know, this is my time. Like, I'm I'm ready. Well, let's do this. Better find ur- urgent care, basically. Um, so I'm able to, like, push myself in the water. At that point, I'm freaking out. Um... Because, you know, right when you get into the water, it's so cold. And so all of your senses get totally just, like, blocked, I guess. And you're kind of like, you. I always, you know, I struggle with this anytime I jump into Lake Michigan. You have to really, like, concentrate to not, I don't know if hyperventilate is the right word, but I started, you know, you start breathing really fast. And so when you throw in, like, what just happened, my breathing was, like, really out of control. So it was kind of scary because I'm just, like, in the water having a mild panic attack. I'm um, not sure, like, did I just break my finger? I don't know. So I'm able to, like, I mean, I'm not far from the ladder, and I was literally in the water for, like, 10 seconds just trying to, like, catch my breath and also just be like, okay, that was really terrible. I'm in pain. Clearly something's wrong, uh, but I'm not in, like, egregious pain. So, like, okay, so let's get out of the water. So I I climb out on the ladder and... uh yeah, look down at my hands, and they're both, I mean, immediately when I get out of the water, like, they're both, like, kind of whatever, but, you know, get out of the water, and all of a sudden, the blood starts coming. So, that was really rough. Um, basically, the the primary damage, uh, a bad cut on my right hand, uh, right where the, right on the, I guess, the thumb side of the index finger, right where the finger meets the rest of the hand, which is like a bad area. It's just really painful. Uh, I'm I'm very lucky 48 hours later that one is, like, healing nicely. I I was worried it wasn't going to heal nicely because it's in, like, a crease. So that one's one's good, actually. Um, Really no major issues there. But that one was in a lot of pain, just a deep cut. And then the left hand is much worse, um, although also lucky that it's – seems to be healing pretty well uh definitely sprained i definitely tore some ligaments but i'm i'm like 99 to 100 percent certain it's not broken um you know it's just like if it was broken it would be painful disfigured whatever so right now it's pretty much just uh kind of purple definitely swollen i can't fully you know bend it i can probably get like halfway um there's two 
two cuts. One is not bad, but it's in a really bad spot, literally right, you know, right on the in the middle of my fingerprint on my left index finger. But that one's healing pretty well. I honestly think that one's going to be like good to go in like three or four more days. And then the the bad one where my finger was caught like, and I was that basically what was supporting me as I was like dangling over the edge. Um, it's on the the inside of my index finger. So right next to my middle finger, um, it's probably at this point, it's probably about, I don't know, this, it's also healing, which is good. It's probably about three quarters of an inch long. Um, this is when I could see scarring. Like I might have a scar there for the rest of my life. Thankfully it's not in a place anyone would ever see. Um, and yeah, it's basically, it's a deep cut, for maybe half an inch and then there's just a lot of skin missing um the skin's definitely coming back though pretty nicely i got lucky i did have a i did have a band-aid in my backpack and so i was able to get that wrapped up and then my right hand was bleeding i didn't have another band-aid so that one was bleeding out not bleeding out but bleeding pretty profusely on my walk home but yeah that was the worst part because well not the worst part and we haven't even gotten there yet i'm literally so i get out of the water i'm kind of freaking out but i'm like okay i don't think anything's broken just bleeding a lot, like feeling really fortunate at that point. I start to like get the Band-Aid out, get out my towel. It's ready to go home at this point and like assess the situation. I get mauled by flies, biting flies, which came out of nowhere. They weren't bugging me when I walked out there. I said it was buggy, but you know we're talking like little gnats, little green ones. These are biting flies. There, there was a huge pack. I don't know where they come from. I don't know what their agenda was, but they were biting the hell out of me, just painful. And it was like, are you kidding me? What, like, out of all times to have a fly attack, right now when I'm, like, worried about, did I break a finger? So it's comical. I'm, like, bleeding, trying to like dry off a little bit trying to put my sandals on getting attacked by flies trying to pack up all my stuff mild panic attack you know it was just a terrible terrible thing so i walked back you know it's a mile walk back home and i uh, was able to assess get stuff cleaned stung quite a bit but that's you know that's pretty much the story i got really lucky um left finger kind of comes and goes with the pain when I'm not really thinking about it, not much pain at all. Um, it's definitely a little, it's not completely straight right now. It bends to the, uh, bends away from the middle finger a little bit more than usual, I think, when I'm looking at it. Um, but I'm just going to chalk that up to swelling. And like, honestly, if it was broken, there would be a lot more pain. A lot, you know, something would be just like clearly off. Right now, it's just kind of like angling away a little bit more, but nothing egregious. Um, I consider taping it. I did tape it for a hot second, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think you really only need to do that if it's in a lot of pain or if you're having issues with like straightness. Um, and so, and the other thing is like, it could totally just be like, it's not placebo effect, but like, I've been, you know, I've been trying to compare how does the right hand look to the left, to the left hand in terms of like how it bends. Um, and it's really barely any difference if there is any difference so i'm I'm like 99.9 percent sure nothing's broken just this just a sprain just some ligament tears so i'm lucky um i still i have pretty much full use of my left hand i can't really bend the in- index finger much uh like 50 percent of normal but otherwise honestly like i'm good 
it was just very scary um, to kind of be out there by the, you know, in the lake by myself when that was going down. So anyways, just a random freak thing. It could have been so much worse. Got very lucky, very thankful. You know who else I'm thankful for is our sponsors. Oh, our good friends, Home Pride Oregon. When you need your home inspected in Central Oregon, don't wait uh, for the big guys. Call my dad because he knows exactly what he's doing. He's going to give you a fair and honest quote. And it's Father's Day. Now on, on HomePrideOregon.com, use discount code FATHER for 0% off. And if you found a place to put a discount code, you typed in the URL wrong because that doesn't exist. HomePrideOregon.com, Central Oregon's hottest new home inspection provider. Call Steve. It's my dad, 541-410-0316, or go to homebrightoregon.com. Tell him Quinn sent you. Our, our friends, the Samson Q2U series, when you want crisp, clean audio quality, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, whatever it is you're trying to do, when God speaks, he uses a Samson. And, of course, our good friends, Cuts by Q. Haven't done a Cuts by Q in like two months now. I took some, took some off the top maybe like two months ago. And uh, I'm going to use hairspray tomorrow. You can't stop the because they're going to a wedding, and I don't want to be flipping and flopping. I haven't used hairspray since summer of uh, 2020 when I went to uh, front of the podcast Hunter Boland's wedding. Excuse me, Hunter, boy, big, big surge belch, blood orange flavor. Uh, Hunter's been on the show a couple times to talk fantasy football. It'd be fun to get Hunter back this year. We haven't done it for the last two years. Um, I'd like to get Hunter back uh, maybe in about two months here uh, as we get ready for the draft. Where was I? Oh yeah, Cuts by Q. I did a shave by Q today. I had to shave the neck beard. Uh, Otherwise though, when you need a fresh dude, something snappy and new, call the experts at Cuts by Q or to go to beantownpodcast.com slash cuts dash by dash Q. Okay, checking my notes here. Oh, new segment here on the Bean Tom Podcast. Going to introduce it to you right now. I got. I don't have any fancy frills or intro music or anything cool like that. The segment is called, and who knows if we'll ever do a part two or a part three because, you know, kind of like Quinn's medical minute. It's just been one part so far. Although that that was a great segment. Remember we were talking about uh, that One Direction kids uh, floating patella. That was a good one. We'll definitely bring back Quinn's Medical Minute. Just need to spend more time on Wikipedia. Um, Okay, new segment called Damn, That's Badass. This is a segment where Quinn comes across ordinary things in his everyday life that most people just take for granted or don't think about how cool or badass they are. And I'm here to tell you in 60 seconds or less or however long it takes Damn, that's actually pretty badass. So this week on our first ever installment of dad, uh, Damn, Dad, That's Badass, aluminum foil. Here's the thing. I, I finally got aluminum foil when I went to CVS uh, yesterday to get Band-Aids. Um, it's, really, it's so cool. It's an element in foil form. And you can just tear out a whole sheet and... Mold it around whatever you want. In my case, on top of a salad bowl to store my vegan crunch salad for, you know, tonight. Because that's the only salad mix for whatever reason that Trader Joe's had. I don't know if there's some sort of national recall with salad 
bags or what it is right now, but aluminum foil, you could tear up the whole sheet if you want. It's like 30 feet or something. You could just wrap yourself in it. That would be like a pretty cool Marvel villain, I think. Aluminum, Aluma Man, Aluman Man, something like that. We'll, We'll play it out with Jack Kirby. But yeah, you can just buy you can just buy elements at CVS or Jewel or Mariano's or Kroger or 7-Eleven. Actually, has anyone ever bought aluminum foil at 7-Eleven? I don't know. I'm sure some of the nicer, bougier ones have it. But where else? What other elements can you just buy? I don't know. Gold if you're rich and you you know go to like the Silk Road online web browser. Um, I think you, tin foil, that's kind of like an aluminum foil. You could probably find that in the south or something like that. And um, I don't know. I guess you can you can fill up something with uh, helium, but there's a national helium shortage. We're running out of helium. You know, when you were a kid, you could buy helium balloons. They float in the air and stuff. When you have kids, no more helium. So you're going to have to find something else. Radon, I don't know. I learned I I learned yesterday radon has one of the shortest half-lives of any element. It's a noble gas. So that has been the first ever installment of damn. That's badass. Aluminum foil. Okay, one other thing I wanted to mention here because it's a major problem in this country that we're not really talking about these days and I feel like people have kind of forgotten about it. So the crazy horse Monument. Uh, it's, it's, we, we got to dive into this for a second. So to give you a little background, because some listeners know, some listeners don't, just give you a very brief background about what's going on. Then we're going to, we're going to chat about it and then we're going to end today's show. So in South Dakota, like 15, 20 miles from Mount Rushmore, so AKA middle of nowhere, basically Montana. If you've ever been to Eastern Montana, there's not a lot of action. It's essentially Nebraska. So there's a memorial to Crazy Horse, who was like a Lakota chief or something back in the 19th century. And this was this project was was started. Uh, let's see. I got to pull up Wikipedia here. I was reading about it the other day. This is something that I don't think we saw. When I was a kid, we definitely saw Mount Rushmore once or twice. I don't think I've ever actually been there before, although it's very close to Mount Rushmore. So this this monument here, according to Wikipedia, was originally started by, uh, fundraised for by Henry Standing Bear, who was also a Lakota chief, who lived from 1874 to 1953. That's right. The guy who started this project died in 1953. So he hired this Polish guy. Going to butcher the name. We'll spell it for you so you can look him up yourself. Korczak Zolkowski. K-O-R-C-Z-A-K space Z-I-O-L-K-O-W-S-K-I. This guy died in, in 1982. So the guy who was in charge of building it died 40 years ago. So it's in the Black Hills. And these guys who incepted the idea died in the 50s and early 80s. And so now you got this giant mountain, this giant slab of, you know, obsidian, 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 
I don't, there's some sort of stone that starts with a obsidian, I think is what it's called. That's not what this is, but you know, it was fun to say in the middle of nowhere in South Dakota, you got the face carved out and that's about it. And this, they're trying to make this monument. They're trying to make it the second tallest monument in the world that there's some sort of peace thing in, in India, which is close to Pakistan. I think we need to finish this project. I don't really, you know, here they, there's a bad track record in South Dakota with not finishing what we start. Okay? Case in point, Mount Rushmore. He got this huge grand vision for all, you know, we're going to carve out their necks and their, their collars. You know, they're going to be wearing like these Prince era collars. And Teddy Roosevelt's going to have sunglasses on. And, you know, and next thing you know, boom, it's 2022. No one really gives two shits anymore about Mount Rushmore. No one knows who Rushmore is. And you just got these four random heads kind of like the mayors of Spooktown coming out of the mountains at you. So case in point number one, case in point number two, Crazy Horse, 17, 20 miles away, whatever. We just got to face. We got to stop. We have to take some responsibility in this country. You know, when we start a monument, there needs to be a plan. Remember, the guy who died, the guy who came up with this idea died in 1953. We have to have a bet. It's been 70 years, 69, if you want to get technical. Nice. It's been 69 years since this guy died. And we're just sitting here with no plan to finish, no work being done. It's just there. And it's embarrassing because you know what's happening? Pakistan, they're finishing their monuments. Bhutan, finishing their monuments. Eswatini, which sounds like a Star Wars planet for, you know, digital computer programmers. They're finishing their monuments. Uh, it's embarrassing. The world is looking at us and laughing. And it's really bad because we're supposed to be very, rightfully so, don't get me started on this, rightfully so, I don't want the leftists coming at my throat, you know, being supportive, recognizing um, our Native American ancestors. We, you know, we do like sort of a Blackhawks game. We do our land recognition spiel, which I think is fantastic. So, you know, and what do we do? We hire a Polish-American immigrant you know, to pay tribute, to respect the Lakotas. And what does he do? He dies in 1982, complete, like 2% of the way finished. And now it's in the hands of his uh, kids. His wife was in charge of it for a while, but she died like 10 years ago. Now it's in the hands of the kids. You know, they, you know, they're not, they're, they, they're busy. They got lives of their own. They got kids. They're not hanging out in South Dakota. No one's hanging out in South Dakota. Beantown, Trivia question of the week. South Dakota population, if anyone guesses it and they get within 100,000 people, uh, I'll send you a Beantown button. Okay, I'm going to read it. Read the number live on the air now so you can pause, make your guess, whatever. But here comes the number. So, again, if you get within 100,000, I will send you a Beantown button. Okay, here's the answer. Drummle, please. 
879,336 as of the 2020 census. 879,336. So no one, no one's going. No one's going to South Dakota. No one lives there, you know. You figure all these, you know, third-generation Polish immigrants or second-generation or whatever grandkids, they're like, hey, thanks for leaving us stuck with this giant slab of concrete, basically, in the middle of nowhere. It's not a good airport. It's not on the interstate. I assume. I don't know. Um, There's not ice water, and we don't have 5G. So we got we to gotta just finish it because it's an embarrassment. Um, the world is watching, and uh, Joe Biden, this is blood on your hands. And will be blood on, you know, Kellyanne Conway's hands in 2024 if she runs. Or uh, who's, that, who's that lady I keep seeing on Twitter? Lauren Babert? Bobert? B, it's like B-O-E-B-E-R-T. I don't know what her deal is. You know who came up on an episode of 30 Rock the other day? I had to explain to Rachel who that was because she was a real flash in the pan. Michelle Bachman. Bachman. Turner Overdrive. That'd be a good Wheel of Fortune before and after from like 15 years ago. Michelle Bachman, Turner Overdrive. So my point here is it's embarrassing. Uh, and um, the world is watching. So much like Beantown Podcast, the world is listening. Uh, and, of course, you're wondering, hey, Quinn, how can we listen? Well, you can find it in your Apple Podcast app, Stitcher, Player, if I'm not CastBox yet. Uh, Spotify, I think. I think I canceled Spotify for a second, but now I'm back on there. Uh, I don't think I actually ever did, but I say that to sound woke. And uh, the occasional YouTube or Instagram Live. Uh, I, I forgot to mention this before. If you want to participate in our Beantown poll questions, you should Excuse me. Follow us on Instagram at q.queen.d. We are on Twitter at BeantownCast. I am at WhiteBuns with a Z. And you can always find the latest episodes at BeantownPodcast.com or go to SoundCloud.com slash BeantownPodcast. I think. I don't know if that's what it is. You can just Google Beantown Podcast. People know how to Google these days. Unless you're one of those cool people that uses DuckDuckGo so the government doesn't track you or Bing if you want lame results. Guys, that's what I got for you. I promise you I wasn't going to go long, and I'm done talking. I'm going to maybe maybe tap into a second surge here, and um, it's 530. Uh, done with work for the week. Got tomorrow off, and then big week at work next week. So uh, we'll check in on you in a you know, week and change here. But I want to reiterate, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Happy Father's Day to my dad. Happy Father's Day to my grandfather. And uh, maybe this is the year... I find out I have a kid. I don't know. Big reveal in three days. We'll see. TBD. It's too early to know. Yeah, that's what I got. Finger will heal. I got lucky. You know who's not lucky? We are because of that disgrace that is the unfinished Crazy Horse Monument. That's what I got for everyone. Happy Father's Day. Call your dad. Tell him you love him. Or sing him Davy Jones. I don't care what you do. He's your dad. Let's get some outro music going here, everyone. My name is Quinn David Furness, and this is my show. Stay safe, stay sane, stay cool, watch out for the lake, and I'll check in on you next time. Bye.